Hey, hey, this is Joseph Smith with the Nameless Podcast coming at you from the not-so-mean streets of Atlanta, Georgia. Today I've been thinking about a lot of the music I've been listening to, and recently I've been listening to a lot of technical, melodic, deathcore. <laughs> I've recently I've come across this band, um, Desolate Blight. If I can, I'll link their band camp in the description of this episode. And they sound amazing. They sound pretty good. And I know when I say technical, melodic, deathcore, to the untrained ear, to the casual listener, all those terms probably turn you off. But believe me, they're just used to define what something sounds like. Usually 90% of the time, just to find music that sounds like other music. But when I found this band, Desolate Bite, I found I had never heard anything like it. Then I um, heard in the... I read in the comment section another band called Conducting from the Grave, which are they've been they were pretty popular maybe two or three years ago. And I recommend that you guys go check them out too. They're really good. They're very melodic. Some of the most amazing guitar riffs I've heard ever. I remember maybe just Six or seven months ago, I would never have thought I'd listen to any deathcore because of the screaming, because of the pig squealing, but right now, here I am, and I love it. Progression as a person, progression as a taste is something that I'll always define my musical taste as. I started off in 2004. Well, you know what? I don't want to go into a story, but I'm going to go ahead and go into a story. <laughs> Way back in 2004 when I was four, my mom and I were in our apartment building and we were having a little party, maybe a Christmas party, maybe a Thanksgiving, Easter, I don't remember what it was, and I was kind of under the weather, so I got her Walkman. My mom still had a Sony Walkman in 2004, go figure, and I wanted to listen to some music, but given that my mom didn't let me listen to a lot of the hip-hop or rap or a lot of the mainstream stuff, I was kind of developing a taste for rock, so I got the Walkman, put, the, put some of our cheap-ass old headphones on. I don't know what they were. Probably some QVC headphones that she'd gotten from her job. And I turned to, I believe, maybe Star 94, and I started listening to Fall Out Boy. That um, song, Sugar, We're Going Down. It was pretty good. And that started, my, started off my musical adventure as a person. So every Saturday, if we ever went anywhere, I would listen to Star 94 in the car with my mom. Then she got me a Daughtry CD. She got me a Bon Jovi Greatest Hit CD. She got me a Bon Jovi's Lost Highway CD. You can see a, pa a pattern here. This is all pop country. But then she got me my favorite CD of that era when I was seven. And that was Nickelback's All the Right Reasons. Probably all the wrong reasons. I really don't know. <laughs> Laugh your asses off. Yeah, my first CD was... My first CD, CD, official CD that I liked was a Nickelback CD. And I was seven and in the second grade. And I probably sure as hell should not have been listening to that. <laughs> but that was my first CD. So I'd just be like in my room. Because I had a um, CD player by now. Just jamming out the fucking Nickelback. No, I didn't have a CD player. I played it on my DVD player, and every Saturday morning I would get up and put it in the DVD put in the DVD player, 
and be jamming out to get the Nickelback. Didn't know what the hell the songs were about. Most of them were about um fucking, but I didn't know that as a not so innocent second grader. I was already losing my innocence, <laughs> but um, I think Nickelback and Company might have helped me um lose it a little bit faster. But you know, sounds like you know animals. Yeah. This was a little bit boring. Let's ramp it up a little bit. <laughs> of course, Nickelback kind of sucks. I'll admit it. I like Nickelback, but Nickelback aren't the best artists, to be honest. And on Saturdays, I remember I used to look at the, um... It was on VH1 back when they actually used to play fucking music and not all the reality shows or whatever the fuck they call them, the... The, um, air quotes, air quotes, reality shows, the scripted reality shows they play now, they used to have, like, um, a top 20 countdown, and it used to have all the music that was popular, I used to watch that, like, Matchbox 20, James Blunt, all that good shit, Pink, and that's when I first started to realize around that era how fucking recursive music is, they used to play, like, before they did um, top twenty during the um, because I think during the summer of two thousand eight maybe, I didn't do anything but like watch VH one all damn all damn day, and they played music videos I think to maybe twelve o'clock, and that's when I first realized that they would play the same fucking music videos. I counted um, I think at least twelve times. Leona Lewis is um, bleeding love. I'm like she's hot. The song is okay. But I don't want to hear it 12 times. And that's when I finally really got tired of pop music. And Star 94 and Q100, they would play this, the same fucking songs if you listen to it every day. I'm like, I've, I've heard this song 12 fucking times. It's not that good, man. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> she looks that good. I'd love to see a live performance, but no, this is not a live performance. This is the same damn video we you just played not even 20 minutes ago. I actually want to hear some kind of other music. But then I got into a little bit of um, horror stuff from looking at VH1. I got into Three Days Grace. I got into um, Good Charlotte a little bit. You know, I got into Linkin Park. I have volumes of respect for Linkin Park. I got into Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys but um I think in maybe third no fourth grade I was um kind of spiraling out of control at school being an asshole every day getting kicked out of class I didn't give a fuck anymore it was a fucking punk rock lifestyle yep the Ramones the Smiths New Order I didn't listen to any of that shit <laughs> it probably would have been way worse if I did cause I'd have been like fuck you teacher I'm not coming back we're not gonna take it Start the damn revolution in elementary school. <laughs> nah. But, um, one night in fourth grade, I think I had did some really, really heinous shit. And you know what heinous shit in elementary school is. In elementary school, you're, you're supposed to still be counting and learning numbers. So heinous shit could be, um, you, you said you just used profanity. You said anything. I remember some guy got suspended for saying ass in first grade. That's heinous shit, dude. I said bitch. I called a girl bitch. There was some real heinous shit one time. I'm like, really? Really? I called a girl bitch. 
and that was really heinous. I flipped someone off one time, and that was considered, like, a major offense. I don't even remember half the shit I did because it was just so inane, and I and they made such a big deal out of it. That's why I used to keep doing it. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, I did some inane shit. I don't know what it was, and I was in big-ass trouble. It was rain pouring down. And I've told this story to a lot of people before. I suffered from a lot of sleeping and anxiety problems as a child. So I would just usually have to sit there and wait till I fell asleep and I'd be thinking that someone was going to break into the house or some crazy shit because we didn't live in the best neighborhood and it was around the time when I was in third grade that um, one of our neighbors had to move because she'd gotten robbed at gunpoint and they had security walking around and by walking around I mean they would just drive around their cars blasting Tupac and eating fucking donuts but yeah we had security around and I'm not a dumb kid I knew they weren't doing shit so I was always thinking when I was going to sleep someone's going to fucking break in here someone's going to rob us and I used to Think like that for hours on end, be scared. Sometimes I would piss the bed because I was so scared. I was scared to get up and go to the bathroom. I was very scared. So one night, it was one of those nights I was scared. It was raining, and I just turned my radio on, and I said, I'm tired of this fucking pop bullshit. They keep playing the same damn songs. Fuck it. And I turned, and I heard Three Days of Grace is Never Too Late. And that was my favorite station, Project 961. And I opened the door for some of the greatest musical discoveries I've ever found, I've ever made in my life. If not all or most of them. Well, not most of them, because you already know Red Hot Chili Peppers is loved by everybody. So, yeah, I'd already heard of them. But that night, that very night, I heard Disturbed. I heard Nine Inch Nails. I believe I heard Five Finger Death Punch. I heard Stone Sour Slipknot that very night. And I believe that was um, the night as a man. As, a, as far as music goes, I became a man that night. I'm not going to lie. I heard Closer for the first time that night and was scared shitless. That did not help the anxiety. The opening to Closer. I'm like, what is this? <sighs> but I started listening to music every night. And the musical repertoire grew. You know, I added more and more, more and more bands to my um, belt. And it almost was like, where have you guys been? Where have I been? It's almost like I was meant to like this kind of music. Avenged Sevenfold, Bullet for My Valentine, Breaking Benjamin, Nonpoint, even some softer bands. Queen. Not Motley Crue. I was going to say Motley Crue. Motley Crue came a little bit later. Cake, Nirvana, Tool. Alice in Chains, Mastodon, The Cramps. There were so many bands that I heard during those nights. And those were some of the greatest nights. Now you're thinking, how did he go from all that stuff that I've heard before to a deathcore? Well, in case you don't know, if you're not from Atlanta... Project 961 is Power 961 because, um, I don't know what happened. There was some kind, of, some kind of dispute or some shit. But it became a top 40 radio station in 2013. Or maybe 2014. I was just chilling out in the car outside of the bank while my mom was in the bank. 
I'm like, yeah, what's on this morning? Gonna hear some Danzig's mother. And turned, and there was a fucking Usher on. And I was like, okay, something's wrong with the um, satellite today. Turn, what the fuck? Usher song went off. You're listening to the new Power 961, Atlanta's best hip-hop and R&B and pop and the best music for the millennials and all that bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And I was like, well, no, what the hell? And I went home and Googled it, and it was like, yeah. It it was just such a terrible coincidence. They had just signed off yesterday. The day, I mean, the day before. They had just signed off the day before, and I was pissed off. I started to see all these billboards for Power 961, and I'm like, fuck you guys, you killed my radio station. So I had to start listening to music, like, on YouTube and shit. And I didn't even start listening to harder music after that. I started listening to dubstep and shit. It wasn't until um, Slipknot put out the Grey album, and I listened to the whole thing end to end. And then I listened to Disturbed Asylum end to end. And I really started really appreciating metal. But that still doesn't tell you how I got to deathcore. <laughs> I didn't even start listening to deathcore until like really, really recently. Because um, I started listening to Iron Maiden and loving Iron Maiden. I'm wearing an Iron Maiden wristband now. Then I started, um, through Black Sabbath, I learned about DL. And through listening to DL's Holy Diver, I found out about Kill Switch Engage, and they quickly became my very favorite band. And that's how I got into Metalcore. And you already know Metalcore, anything with core behind it, yeah. And it's melodic Metalcore. Which it means it has elements of melodic death metal and core, like they... They scream and they're gonna play like they play blast beats and sh- blast beats and shit. And I fell in love with that. And then the deaf. How did I get into deafcore? I'm really not knowing. The first band I listened to that was um, that utilized any kind of screaming was Callous Circle. And they are a melodic death metal band from Sweden. And I got in them through. I got to them through Angry Joe Show on YouTube. It's his outro. The song I'm Suffering My Disbelief. And they're a great band. I listened to their album in the end. Their album, um, I don't know the name of the album, but Suffering My Disbelief, Disbelief. And I believe, I believe it's, um, it's not My Passion, Your Pain. It's the other one. Um, shit. It's not that important, but yeah. I listened to it in the end. And that was my first Mellow Death album. And I loved it. As you may not, as I, I didn't know back then, that that's more of a tech death album. So I was just using these terms. People don't like when you talk about shit in terms. They'll get in the fights about, it's just music. It's just metal. Metal is metal. Even Slipknot has said, we're not new metal. We're metal metal. But what I do is, like, I just want to find more music that sounds like this. I, I use song recommenders to find bands that sound like other bands. So over a little while, I started to realize that. I like Melodef because some of the greatest guitarists, some of the best guitarists, some of the best shredders in this damn, in this damn thing we call the music industry are playing death metal or they're playing gent or something. And I believe that's how I got into In Flames. And I was like, In Flames is some pussy shit. What is going on? I ain't gonna lie, I still like Take This Life, but yeah. I started listening to In Flames. I think I moved back to Kill Switch Engage because they put out the um, Incarnate. And I got more into a little bit of metalcore, you know, um, 
someone pull it for my Valentine's earlier stuff, which I didn't know was his heart. Then I got more into the progressive, you know, gent, the genty stuff. Periphery. <laughs> I've never listened to Meshuggah. I don't plan on it either. I'm trying to say this shit because I did listen to a lot of shit regularly because there was a point where I was not listening to anything but like stuff that sounded like Rainbow. During this summer, I mean, 2017 summer, I did not listen to any. I did. I was listening to um, both Melodef because I got into All That Remains. Oh, yeah, and that's another one of my favorite bands. I didn't know that All That Remains was so great because the only song that I ever heard, and I had been listening to this song since I was like two, like 12 or something, was um, What If I Was Nothing, and I did not know that they were so fucking hard because they've changed, they've shifted, their style has shifted so much. Even since, what if I was nothing? So, all that remains, I believe I might have listened to... What was the song I listened to that really got me into them? Criticism and um, self-realization. And I was walking home one day, and I just um, shuffled my um, collection of theirs. Because I had bought their, their CDs, I did stupid shit like that. I'm going to love this band whether I like it or not. And then don't listen to it, and forget I have it, and I just shuffle it. After I listened to Criticism and Self-Realization. Because I used to do this thing where... When I didn't have a lot of albums, I would take um, all of the artists because I had a bunch of like pop and metal and sometimes a little bit of rap and then sometimes hip electronic and make a playlist that went that made um put songs by the artists alphabetically. <laughs> and I was looking for a song by All That Remains and heard criticism and self-realization. And then I heard... um. Not Fading, that's the name of the song. And I was like, I'm in love with this band. Then I started listening to their, their songs, their albums in the end. Then I heard their first album. It's not Somber Eyes of the Sky, is it? I believe that might be the name. Of the, no, that's the, um, their lead singer was the first, was the first lead singer of Shadows Fall. And that was the name of the, um, album. It's something about some solitude. I'm really getting bad on these damn names. I don't really give a fuck like that. I mean, it's like, this sounds good. I'm that kind of guy. I really don't give a fuck if it sounds like a band too much. I don't care if the singer sounds bad like that. I'm, I really shifted to become that kind of guy. Did people be mad? Like, this is not what it's supposed to sound like. I'm like, does it sound good? Yeah, okay, well, it's fine with me. So I'm like, I really don't give a fuck what the name of the album is. It's the album that I like four songs off of. Thanks. It's probably from Silence to Solitude, but I listened to that album. I was like, this shit is some of the best mellow death I've heard. I didn't even know. You wouldn't even know. And then I went and bought Madness. You wouldn't even know listening to Madness and listening to that album. This is the same band. And I was like, damn. So my whole summer, I didn't listen to nothing but all that remains. Well, I did listen to more stuff. I started getting into bands that sounded like him. Sounded like them. And I started realizing that there's a lot of foreign bands that were unsigned. And that's why I got into the new wave of British heavy metal movement. I was already a big Iron Maiden fan, but I didn't realize bands like Venom. Um, not Rainbow. I'm not going to rattle off a bunch of obscure bands, but Tiger is a Penguin. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Lucifer's Friend. Randy. I want to say some of the first bands I was listening to. Satan. These are bands that were really big and really, really talented. 
and it didn't amount to anything because they couldn't compete when the MTV era came out and they required music videos to get their music out to the masses. But yeah, Venom, Tigers of Penguin, Satan. What else is since I have my phone in my hand, I'm gonna break the rules and just look at some of the shit I have on here. Because I was so surprised that there was such a big genre of stuff that no one listens to. No one listens to 90% of that new wave of British heavy metal. Grim Reaper. Oh yeah, Grim Reaper was the best. Angel Witch. Witch Find. Oh yeah. Ready to roll. I started listening to a lot of new wave of British heavy metal and it was some of the most amazing stuff I heard in a while. And um along the line I started listening to um, more some metalcore with more harsher screaming parts apart from the singing and I realized that some of this singing sounds like shit. <laughs> the screaming sounds like at um point and you realize when you listen to the later all that remains that Phil Labonte auto tunes the hell out of his singing, but the screaming is something that he can really, really do. And I think that's how I got into um Deathcore. I'm trying to remember the first band I listened to that's nothing but screaming Calendar Circle because they don't sing at all. I don't really remember that I listened to a band that didn't have any screaming. I'm singing at all. But I try to get into Death. You know, Chuck Shoulderman. The originators, the pioneers of Death. And I was like, I don't like this stuff. I'm really trying to remember the first Deathcore band I got into. Elegion. Elegion, Next of Terror. Their EP. Because they're tech death band. They're amazing. And I didn't listen to a lot of deathcore apart from that. Next of Terror off their EP is probably one of the most melodic tech death songs I've ever heard. I heard, especially that I heard at the time, they have the harsher vocals. And then I got into a lot of their other stuff. I'm even, I'm getting into more of it now because they can really, really play. And that's what I love about when you get deeper and deeper into metal. The deeper you get, the more, the better the, the better the musicians get at playing their instruments. And I love it. It's amazing. I don't want to keep going back and forth about what's the first deathcore band I listened to. But one of the um, bands that really ushered me into really liking harsher vocals was Serpentine Dominion. Because, you know, I already liked, I love Killswitch Engage. And there was a point where I started really, really getting into lyrics. And Jesse Leach of Killswitch Engage, a seamless of The Empire Should Fall, wrote the lyrics for Serpentine Dominion. is one of the best lyricists out there. And he doesn't sing at all on Serpentine Dominion. Corpse Grinder and Corpse Grinder and Adam Dukiewicz. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that way. I believe it's Polish. Sing on that album. 
And it really, really, when you listen to Corpse Grinder, he's been screaming like that since he was a kid. And it sounds great. And then when they backed it with um, Shannon Lucas from the Black Dolly murder on um, drums, I want six skin so bad. And they got um, Adam D on bass and guitar. It was one of the greatest things I'd ever heard. I deleted it and put it back on my computer after I bought it the first time. Then I said, I'm going to give it another try. Because I did it with a bunch of the stuff that had nothing but screaming. I had Winds of Play. I got rid of it. But I remember that um, I listened to A Day to Remember and Jeremy McKinnon can scream. He has some fucking harsh vocals. And I was, I think I was studying for the SAT over the summer and I was listening to Serpentine to Mania. I gave it a chance. And I listened to the album End to End. And I said, this is one of the best albums I've ever heard. And I went out and I bought um, Cannibal Corpse. Worst decision I've ever made. Because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? The only song even now I like by Cannibal Corpse is I'm Fucked With a Knife. I'm like, I don't even like this. <laughs> I've been more disgusted by it than anything. And then I really, I said, okay, I already know I like this stuff by the other two members of this super group. Let me go check out Shannon Lucas's. And that's what got me into harsher vocals. I forgot that that was the link. The Black Dolly Murder. The Black Dolly Murder. Funeral Thirst. And you already know who these guys were inspired by. They opened this whole can of worms of searching for music that sounds melodic with guitars. Because my whole big thing is that I love guitars. That's why I love New Wave of British Heavy Metal. that has amazing guitar intros and riffs. I don't really care about the vocals. I love the guitars. And another thing that always keeps me listening to harsher and harsher vocals is that I write a lot of lyrics myself. And if I ever start a band, I'm not going to be singing. I wasn't the best choir boy in the church. They put me in the and they put me in the choir when I was in church, and I turned my fucking back. I was like, I'm not singing. I told you I wasn't going to sing in rehearsal, and I'm not going to sing now. And I turned my back to the, to the audience. So, you know, yeah, I've been like that since I was a kid. I don't sing. I'll perform for you, but don't tell me to sing. So I listen to them to try to study how to scream, and it's coming along. I'm on the um, Death Growl portion. And some bands I hate it. I'm starting to like him, like Aegean, not Aegean, Aegean. Boy, I have no idea what the fuck that guy says half the time. Sounds like he's burping into the microphone, but um, I'm, I'm, I want. They say, listen to what you want to sound like. Phil Bozeman of Whitechapel says that, and I'm not about to listen to no damn Whitechapel. <laughs> so I've been listening to Aegean, and I'm like, this fucker sounds like he's damn burping into the microphone. But I need to get these low growls down. And I'm not, I don't really like Cannibal Corpse. I'm like, I feel like if I listen to that all day, so I might step on my shoe and I'm going to want to, like, take out a fucking axe. I'd rather just not understand what he's saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I was, that's why Black Dolly and Murder is what got me into harder stuff. Because the guitar solo on Funeral Thirst is amazing. But what I didn't know that I know now is that they were inspired by two bands that I love. So the T and I, a good bit of the death metal community that any band who will say they're mel- melodic will tell you that they love. Carcass and At The Gates. And that's the, the journey comes around. Because I, um, I haven't listened to At The Gates, um, Slaughter of the Soul, completely. But before I started writing metal reviews, I would read reviews for every album I listened to. I'm writing metal reviews now because I want to see what do people on um, Encyclopedia Metallum name drop. Please go check out their site. They're 
one of the greatest. I use the site constantly. I love it. I, I can attribute a lot to that site. But um, go check it out. I was looking at the reviews for damn near every album I listened to and own. And I looked at it for um, Black Dahlia Murders Unhollowed. And most of the reviews were amazing. They were showering them with praise. And there were like two or three negative ones. I'm like, okay, you got two negative Nancy's in there. And I read them, and the the things they were saying is that this sounds too much like At the Gate Slaughter of the Soul. And I'm like, this sounds like a carbon copy of something? Direct me to it. <laughs> and I listened to it a little bit, and I was like, this sounds fucking great. And it took me a little while to come back to it. Because I was still searching for a little bit more deathcore bands. And I finally came back to At the Gates, listened to Blinded by Fear, listened to Slaughter of the Soul, bought that album. How the fuck did I get the carcass, though? I have no idea how I got the har- the carcass. Because carcass is more of a grindcore band, but they're more mellowed up, too. Because if you ask me my top ten bands, or top five, carcass is going to be on there. But I don't know how I discovered carcass. It might have been autoplay. I use a song recommending site called Music. G-N-O-O-S-I-C. And it recommends um, music, but I know it did not recommend Carcass. I believe what it might have been is that I might have been letting, um, it most likely was that I was letting, um, At the Gates autoplay and it played Carcass. Because the first Carcass song I heard was Hard Work, then this Mortal Coil, then Riding in the Free World. And I said, this band sounds fucking great. What is the name of it? Because I, you know, well, autoplay, you don't have to have a tab up. And I opened it up and I said, Carcass. And I saw the, Kennedy autopsy photo. I was like, what the fuck? Ew. And I turned the shit off. I was like, what the fuck wrong with these people? But then uh, later that day, I said, man, that riff is stuck in my fucking head. And I pulled it back up. Man, I went out and bought the Greatest Hits album. I didn't went out. I didn't go out. I went to Amazon. I mean, if you consider that going out. <laughs> but yeah, that, the circle came around. That's how I went from Fallout Boy to Carcass. This is Jadon with the Nameless Podcast, signing off. Peace the fuck out.